Uh, good day. This is the On the Road Show, and I'm Scott Gibbons, and it's terrific to be with you. Terrific. Do you know it's Valentine's weekend? It's Valentine's weekend, and that means if you love something, it's got to be Australia. It's got to be travelling. It's got to be your RV. It's got to be getting out there and doing all those things. So apart from the one you love, you can love Australia. You can just do it. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. So there we go. You can do all of that. Now, one of the other things we've got to do is to is to learn about. Music. So what's this show about? Well, it's about music because all the music we play is Australian music. That's one of the joys. That's one of the joys of the show is you're going to hear songs that maybe you haven't heard before or maybe you haven't heard for a long time, and that's a good thing. But one of the other good things is some tips for keeping your water tanks clean and full of water because when you go away, uh, you've got to keep your water clean. So Marty Ledwich, this was in rvdaily.com.au. Oh, good, 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 good. This was good. So what they're saying is, is that what many of us don't realise is that Australia is the driest inhabited continent on earth. And and as Aussies, we are one of the highest consumers of water per capita. Isn't that huge? And Australia receives little more than 1% of the earth's available freshwater resources. So as a result, access to freshwater becomes a real thing. You need it. So you, there's widespread and there's long-term droughts and the occurrence of flooding can have a great effect on the quality of water no matter where you are. So many communities rely on bore water, which while it's drinkable, it can be laden with minerals that can maybe give an unusual taste to the water. <laughs> Some might have a, a higher sulphur content, giving the, the water a, a slightly unpleasant odour. So whatever the reason, you can't always rely on just accessing or assessing the same high-quality water that maybe you're used to at home, maybe you're used to at home. So you know, many caravans have got at least a 90-litre water tank fitted, many of them, but most caravans and campers, with their water tanks that they come fitted with, they, I mean, the good thing is they can supply you with some good drinking water, but it's good if you're staying somewhere that uh, if they've got low-quality water, then at times you can just use your own water that you've got on board, and that's terrific, especially if you're free camping, of course. But many owners complain about the taste and the odour of the water that comes from their tanks. So the vast majority of caravan manufacturers, they use high quality tanks suitable for holding drinking water. So the problem usually lies in how the tanks are used. So here's some easy tips for you to make sure that you've got good, clean drinking water in your RV tanks. Now, one of the things is you've got to cycle the water through your tanks regularly regularly so if you leave water in your tanks too long there's a chance there's a chance it'll develop bacteria and algae and that'll foul the water and so you've got to either use the water in your tanks regularly or empty them periodically to ensure the water in them is fresh and drinkable and then run water through all your taps regularly to ensure that there's no stagnant water that sits in your plumbing so changing your water filter on your drinking water tap at least as often as recommended by the manufacturer is a good thing to do and of course, the one that we recommend is the Aussie one, B-E-S-T, best, which is just, I mean, it's best. You can't do better than that. So filter the water going into your tank. So if you're going to go to the trouble of filling your water tanks, you may as well ensure that the water that goes in there is as clean and pure as possible. So there are different types of water filters available on the market that are suitable for RV use. And so some people use the twin water units, some people use the single water units, up to you. But they incorporate some of them, a sediment filter which removes dirt and other particles, and an activated charcoal filter which will remove any organic compounds and chlorine from the water. So that's good. That's good. Now, then you've got to use, this is the interesting part, you've got to use 
the correct hose. So never fill your water tanks using a common garden hose. We've talked about this previously, but everybody thinks, oh, I'll just use the garden hose to fill up. But then you're going to get a plastic smell. So you're going to, an, an, or a plastic taste. You'll get an unpleasant odour. You'll get to taste the water as it passes through it. So you've only got to use a, a, what's termed a food grade hose. So you'll normally find that they're the white ones with a little blue checker pattern running along them. They're usually, or you get a blue one. However, when you purchase a new hose, check that the packaging will confirm to you that it's suitable for drinking water because not all hoses are, are good for drinking water. You know, some of them might look like they are, but double check, double check. Then you've got to keep your tanks clean. So no matter how careful you are with the quality of the water you put in your tanks, it's possible, possible for the tanks to develop that unpleasant taste. And there's many products available that are designed to clean your water tanks. But a popular remedy is to pour in some lime-flavoured cordial. <laughs> there you go. You just put some lime-flavoured cordial into the tanks, drive the vehicle around a bit to stir up the liquid inside the tanks, fill the tanks with water, drain them again, refill with water, drain them again, do that as often as necessary, and that should remove any taste of the cordial taste in the water as well. So where do you fill your water tanks? Well, at the moment, at the moment, you, you might find Australia is experiencing wetter than usual summer, thanks to the effect of, say, La Nina. But regardless, many areas of the country still, 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 still remain in drought. So don't assume it's okay just to go and fill your water tanks from anywhere you find a tap because many towns are literally still running out of water or they're under severe water restrictions. So before you fill up, it really pays to ask. Then if you're filling up at a caravan park, the situation for many caravan parks may be worse the further away you are from a major town because some of them are even connected to town water supplies and some have to find their own water from bores or other natural water sources and some will have to purify their own water supply by running expensive, very expensive reverse osmosis, os osmosis filtration systems. And then many caravan parks have got a mix of potable and non-potable water, potable being the good stuff to drink and non-potable being the stuff that's not good to drink, and that's distributed throughout the park. So always ask the park manager before you fill up your tanks which one you're using. You're using the potable or non-potable. You want the potable. You want the potable water. So then there's water filling stations, if you will, because there's an increasing number of water filling stations popping up around the country that can service caravanners and, and travelling through the towns. And if you must travel with your water tanks full... Look out for those because you might need to use them in the drought-affected areas. They're, they're, they're doing the communities a big favour. Then you can collect rainwater because rainwater is about as clean and as pure as you can get. So if it does rain, it can be a good opportunity to capture, capture some of that water and, and use it to fill your tank. So, you know, that's a good thing to do. You, you might run. You might run some things to, to go into some containers. You might be able to find out which way your awning's running so you can, you can fill up containers doing that. Some people use uh, an old canvas camp shower and they remove the shower head and they replace it with some plumbing connections and they click a hose connection onto that and then you extend your awning and ex ensure one end is sitting lower than the other and this will enable the water to flow off the awning down to one of the outer corners hang the camp shower at the lower corner of the awning so that the flow of the water falls into the camp shower, connect the hose to the shower and run that into your water tank using the filling nozzle. So that's a little bit complicated, but 
If you want to do it, <laughs> just listen to it again. You go onto our website and then go to the podcast and you can do that again. Now, then there's transporting water to your campsite because you might be surprised to learn that many of you have limited or no access to fresh water at most free campsites. So if you intend to stay at one location for more than a week or so, you might find it necessary to obtain water elsewhere and bring it back to your camp. And one solution is to carry a collapsible water bladder and they're available in a range of sizes and they're lightweight and they store away easily and you can keep in mind the larger tanks will take up a lot of room once they're full and the footwell behind the seat is normally a good place to carry those water bladders. So there you go. But just if you want to, go to Off-Road Systems because offroadsystems.com.au, they'll build you a stainless steel water tank that goes in behind your back seats Oh, how clever is that? You can still have your draw system and they create the draw system. Clever, clever, clever. That's offroadsystems.com.au. But I reckon you deserve a song now. You ready for a song? Because I think with Valentine's weekend, we've got to put a little bit of love in there and we might have Love Like Water by Leah Flanagan. Now, Leah Flanagan is just a bit of a superstar. She is just terrific. She's Aussie. Uh, and she's a, an APRA ambassador. She's an active mentor for young and emerging Australian songwriters. So I think you're going to enjoy this. I think you're going to enjoy it. So this, this is Love Like Water. And it's from Leah Flanagan. So you enjoy that. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. The show is called On The Road. Oh, it's good being on the road with you. And when we come back, we're going to have some on the road interviews that we've done this week. So yeah, you come on back. You enjoy the show from Leah, the song from Leah Flanagan. And then we're going to give you some interviews. Okay, here we go.
Oh, yeah, Leah Flanagan. She's good, isn't she? She's good. You can find more of her songs on YouTube. Really, really, really good. Leah Flanagan, L-E-A-H Flanagan. So that's good. Now, what have we got happening? Oh, there's so much happening. I went up to Buller Dealer, met Kevin. I'm going to play Kevin's interview now. Kevin's just terrific. He's a real champion. So you ready? Here comes Kevin now. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This is On The Road. Here's Kevin's interview. Uh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. And I'll tell you where we're on the road now. We're in beautiful Buller Dealer. Buller Dealer's in New South Wales. I'm with Kevin. Kevin's in the, the tourist office here. And Kevin's going to tell us all about the great things that we can see. Is it called the Great Lakes, Kevin? Well, uh, the old council area was called Great Lakes. It's now been amalgamated into a thing called Mid Coast Council. But the tourism side of it's called Barrington Coast, which is a little bit weird. Is in it's not near Barrington Tops, <laughs> but it's in line with it, and it's the coastal line, and it's the one that triggers the best response in social media. So in Bulladella, we're only 1,100 people, a small little country town, very pretty now, a lot better now that it's been bypassed by the highway, so it's lovely and quiet. Got a brand new Big Four um, caravan park, which everybody loves, and it's only just been open 12 months and is state-of-the-art, won the uh, Australian Award, I think, for the best caravan park Seriously? Yeah. So what's some of the good things that are in there? Well, I think, yeah, beautiful location on the river and um, uh, exceptionally good amenities, I think, in terms of the quality of the quite large individual bathrooms that you go into and, and, um, and also kids' facilities, tennis court, you know, bouncy, bouncy things, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But uh, it's got to be the best thing that ever happened to us, I can tell you now. We're getting a lot more people staying for longer and wanting to know exactly what you've asked, what to do in Bulladella. So I guess small country town, lay back, enjoy yourself. Like that in the, where they stay, at the big four, you don't need to drive your car. Uh, so people can walk everywhere. It means you can have a few syrups and not worry about getting cold. <laughs> and we have some nice little pub and a... Uh, bowling club and uh, and the food quality is pretty good so um, that's what goes with small country towns now in terms of in and around we're fairly well located in the coastal strip to do a few things the Mile Lakes National Park is of some renown and it's a beautiful landscape and quite large and there's a sort of a north and south bit for us and if you went south you can go down through the National Park over the novelty of going on a little ferry to get across the water. What's that national park called? Mile Lakes National Park. And M-Y-A-L-L. M-Y-A-L-L. And, of course, our river here locally is the Mile River. And, by the way, that name uh, generates from uh, an Aboriginal name under the language of Gutang. And the Gutang language says that Mile means wild black people. So you know, <laughs> it might have been the reaction they got when they first encountered the white settlers. So anyway, in My Lakes National Park, lovely, beautiful lake system um, separated by a fairly narrow uh, uh, sand dune system and a thing called Mungo Brush is where they come together the closest and people love walking on the dunes and down onto the wild beach or enjoy the shallow, safe waters of the, um, of the lakeside. So... Uh, that is really good, beautiful in um, in spring when all the wildflowers are out in the heath uh, and generally really nice in that people like the safe swimming facilities and canoeing and all that on the on the lake system. Um, and if you go down that way to the south, you'll end up in Hawks Nest Tea Gardens, which is quite lovely and has patrolled um, surf beaches and quite uh, 
nice cuisine too. And if you went north, back towards Foster Tuncurry, but deviate out to Seal Rocks, probably one of the most iconic sites that I can think of in New South Wales. Absolutely beautiful vistas. I mean, the lakes itself is also pretty special. You could get in a boat and, or a houseboat out of Bulladella and get lost in that lake system for quite a few days. I mean, literally... But you can having, hire a houseboat? Oh, yeah, down here in town. Yeah, oh. the business has been here for quite a while. Um, yeah, and the lake system is quite convoluted, made up of a series of lakes that all join together, so you can get plenty of little hidden beaches and alcoves away from anywhere else. So in the old days, it was called the escape. Yes, where you escaped to, so... Uh, uh, but you can still get your, your mobile phone. <laughs> so you won't, you won't be away from everything. You won't die. Um, but anyway, if you go out to the north, a beautiful place is uh, Seal Rocks. And it's uh, got a big headland on it. And it's got a thing called Sugarloaf Lighthouse. But that's really called Seal Rocks. Um, there's no seals there, so don't get carried away. All the, <laughs> all the old mariners ate them, I'm pretty sure. So. <laughs> but a, a very, Sealed very pretty, their fate. Yeah, re- really pretty spot. And you can go up um, in the National Park to the lighthouse and you can get beautiful vistas of a big cliff face there and then looking out over this beautiful blue water. And always see dolphins. And can I say one of the best advantage points for, for the whale spotting you know, you're normally from about August through to November, but quite spectacular. Um, nothing much there in terms of shops or anything like that, but there's a little caravan park and you can see there. So uh, back to Bulladella, you can go and see the biggest or the tallest tree in New South Wales. We call it the Grandus. Now, the Grandus is the name, Grandus is the botanical name for uh, flooded gum. It's a dirty, great, big flooded gum tree. Um <laughs> And it's situated in the forest, it seems to have escaped all the fires over the, probably, it's probably close to 400 years old. Wow. So it's a gigantic tree, I think it's, oh, I'll get the stats wrong, 78 metres or something. So, um, but you can drive to that in a really beautiful piece of um, Mile Lakes National Park, weaving through the tall forest, and then you come to this beautiful uh, little, well, the car park's not beautiful, but you walk into the tree (laughs) and there's a lovely viewing deck. And you'll be quite blown away. I challenge you to get a photo of it because it's tucked in so tight and it's so oh. big it's quite difficult to get a, a good shot. Maybe with a drone. Yeah. Do all right. But, um, but that's... Uh, a bit, and then you keep driving from what we call the old highway and you'll go under the new highway through a tunnel and then back out onto that lake's way which heads back to Foster and Seal Rock. So there... there are, and here in Bulladella, the other thing that I find pretty special. We've got a mountain, and that's a loose use of the word mountain. It's a, under 300 metres high, but it's called Bulladella Mountain Stroke Alum Mountain. It's right here in town, quite unique, incredibly unique geology because it had alum, which I could bore you stupid telling you all about, but I won't. <laughs> we, did, we had mines and quarries, early piece, and 73,000 tonne of it got exported out of Bulladella to Runcorn, Manchester, England from about 1880s through to the 1950s. So, but it's a spectacular views, both of the lake and the town, and quite weird combinations of different vegetation from grass trees and large eucalypts to some of the most delicate orchids, and some of them the most unique only occur on that location. So wow. it's a bit of a climb. Uh, you need to come into the Tourist Info Centre to give, us your, the, give you all the detail on how to get there and where to park and whatever. But, um, yeah, something absolutely unique. 
So, we recommend people come up here. Absolutely. There's more than you think. And like everywhere, every little small town has its own little secrets and its own little specialities, and I'm sure you'll find the hospitality welcoming. So, using Sydney as the benchmark, how far are we? Well, we've always been very strategically located, about two and a half hours out of Sydney. Well, that's good. It's the breakfast stop tradition. <laughs> get up early with the kids for a break, or get out to the north coast, and they stop here for breakfast. So, Fabulous. Yeah. All right, so... Have you got a favourite song, an Aussie song that you like? A lovely song by uh, Dan uh, Sultan called uh, Kimberly Calling. Kimberly Calling. Here we go. This is for Kevin and for everybody else listening. Scott Gibbons, we're back on the road and you listen to this now. Dino. 
Uh, thanks to Kevin for all of that. And, of course, Dan Sultan singing Can We Call Me Paulus. That's terrific. But if you get a chance to go to Bulladilla, oh, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. It's just fabulous. But speaking of fabulous, I then went further out and, and we went to My All Shores, M-Y-A-L-L, and I met Charlie there. So you're going to enjoy Charlie. <laughs> He's just And he's seen Australia. So here we go. Here's an interview with Charlie for you. Uh, g'day, it's Scott, and we are on the road. We are. Now, I'm with Charlie. Just met Charlie, because Charlie's in this fat... What, what, where are we, Charlie? You tell everybody where we are. My Oil Lakes at Bulladilla. My Oil Lakes, that's M-Y-A-L-L, isn't it? That's right, yes. So My Oil Lakes, Bulladilla, New South Wales. New South Wales. Yeah, just on the north coast. Yeah, the safe state. <laughs> safe state? <laughs> it's a national show, Charlie. Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> now, we're sitting here. It's the most glorious blue sky sunshiny day we've got kids playing in the water out here because the lake is how deep is the lake do you reckon four meters deep at the center at the center so yeah. at, at, and and I'm, I'm looking at kids now who are about 20 meters out and they're not even up to their waist That's right, yeah a sandy bottom beautiful sandy bottom now when we arrived it, it you wouldn't think it was a sandy bottom you'd think it was just yuck and muck because it was dark and, mm. and, and it was all the tannin because we'd had a lot of storms. So the storms had, had washed all the tannin into the water and it was horrible. And then over the last three days, oh by golly, it's just the prettiest place on earth. It's just glorious. Now, Charlie, what are you driving? Driving the Land Cruiser 200 Series. Yeah, and the, what are you towing? Towing a 25-foot Jayco van. A 25-footer? Yep. That's a big one. It's got to be to fit everything in that my wife wants in it. It's like, it's like a house on wheels. So did, did you start off with something smaller? Yeah, 22 foot. You had a 22 footer? 22 foot Windsor. Ah, fabulous. All right, so we've got the 25 foot Jayco. Now, where have you taken that? It's been around Australia almost two times in the last three years. Wow. So some of the highlights of where you've been? Uh, I would say some of the highlights are up around Darwin and Kakadu. A lot of people not Kakadu, but you've actually got to go out to all the different places, like Carl's Crossing, the Border Store, even do a, a side trip to Armand Land. It's very, it's amazing. And then down to um, Kununurra, to Lake Argyle, do the night trip to Lake, Lake Argyle. But what's a night trip? What's that? It's a dinner. They do a dinner on the on one of the boats there. Oh, tell us about that. Well, that, that, I think it was about uh, $50 a head and they supply the meal and the wine. Only, tra- <laughs> only, only trouble is they ran out of alcohol. No way. Yeah, yes. No way. Well, they didn't know you were coming, did they? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, the, the people that are thinking of doing a tour, if you've done the lap twice, which is a, that, that deserves a badge of honour. Well, there's different ways. You know, if you, the first time uh, we went down to... Um, down through out through Broken Hill and down to Adelaide and then from Adelaide we went up to Wilpina Pound yeah. which is an amazing place the camping area there is like Port Arthur it's offset so you're not on top of one another yeah. and then from there we went uh, up through the centre through Woomera to Cooper Pedy which is worth, certainly worth a stay, stay there and see how people live underground and yeah. go to the hotel <laughs> and everything and all the opals and then from there up through the centre to um Uluru, across to Uluru, stayed at Uluru, and from Uluru across to Kings Canyon to listen to all the noise of the dogs at night, and then from there up through, uh, up to, um, what do they call it, 
Lynchfield. Oh, Lynchfield National Park? Lynchfield National yeah. Park. We stayed there for a week and visited all the waterholes and falls. Yeah, and yeah. It must is to go to the Adelaide um, uh, River to the War Cemetery there. It would be one of the best war cemeteries. Oh, I've isn't ever. it? It's amazing. Isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there up to Darwin. And, and then from Darwin we went out to Kakadu. And from there we did the jumping crocodiles. <laughs> you know, which, which is amazing to, to see. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. So if somebody was thinking of doing the trip, doing the lap, what, what's some of the hints that you would suggest that they consider? Pick a good van for a start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's what's a good van, do you reckon? I don't know. There's that many on the market now. You yeah. know, there's change. They're changing so much. There's Patriot, which is a very you know heavy duty one. Mm-hmm. There's Spinifex, which is a, another heavy duty, both Queensland vans. Yes. Uh, the Kentron, I think it's pronounced. Kentron, C-K-E-D-R-O-N, yeah. And also the Jayco, but there's that many on there. You know, there's some. Yeah, but what, what sort of things do you think they need to consider? I think they should get away from the old leaf suspension to air ride, which ours has got air ride suspension, mm-hmm. which is ideal for off-road. So air ride being that it's on airbag? It's on airbags, truck airbags. Um, this model's got a uh, air suspension that you can adjust the, the side of the van. Instead of driving up on ramps, you can lift one side up at a time to lower it or lift it up if you're on an angle. So you yeah. really let the van down front or back either way. That's good, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. That's saves good. a lot of time with ramps and yeah. fiddling around. Yeah. And you've got a reversing camera? Yeah, it's got a reversing camera on the back of the caravan, so the bikes are on there, so you can keep an eye on them so they don't fall off and you can see the traffic <laughs> to, a, to, to a point. He came across a bike in Western Australia. He was talking about bike racks. He said, well, I will it all up myself and put on that. And he said, when we got there, there was no bikes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We did a thing a couple of weeks ago on on bike racks, and there's an Aussie one out there, which bold TCRC told us all about. And uh, it's an Aussie brand. I'll get that. I'll get that brand before we go to air. And and they just reckon they are the, the bee's knees, the yeah. best, the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. So well, you can... the, the roof, the bike rack on the back of the Jayco, you've got to order that because they've got to put that on because the back part is the ensuite. Yeah. So they've got to put all the su- supports onto the back of it before they put the mirror along that part of the back of the. Oh van. right. Good to you know. Think of the weight on the back of it. Yeah. Eventually, you pull out through the back of the van. Right. So. I think the Aussie one you can go on aftermarket after after yeah. the van is built. I think that's that's the thing. So what else would you suggest? Do you have an oven? Yeah, this has got an oven, microwave. And do, do you use the oven? Uh, not re- we use it the odd occasion because we usually take away a convection oven. Yeah. Right, and we put that on the outside table and cook with that quite a bit, of, you know. Right. Um, to stop heating the van up mainly, you know. Uh huh. Because it does. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So what else would you consider is, is the essentials to take? We've got him stumped here. We've got him stumped. He's done all this, all this touring <laughs> around Australia. To- I take all my toys. <laughs> yeah. Push bikes, surf ski, surfboard. So they've, they've all done the lap as well? Most of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's fabulous. You look at a place in the middle of a... They're coming across another ball. Yeah. It was surfboards on the top and that. All right. So, but then if, again, if there's we, so many people doing it. If we said one highlight of all your trips, what's, what's a highlight? Horizontal Falls. Horizontal Falls. Horizontal Falls, Cape Now, Ruby. you said you did the Horizontal Falls by... We flew out of Derby. Yeah. Uh, we landed at the bay where the Horizontal Falls are. 
and they put us on a floating motel. We stayed there overnight. The first day we arrived, they took us up the falls, which was a so quite an amazing sight just to see it. But to be on a, a boat with two 240 outboards on the back and about 30 people sitting in this boat strapped in, and this guy, <laughs> the driver drives up onto the top of a waterfall. Then he locks them and he walks up the centre of the boat talking to you. And you look at and listen to the roar of the water <laughs> and look at the whirlpool behind you. I thought, this guy's got to be joking. If something goes wrong here, everyone's dead. Oh, <laughs> that's a lovely recommendation. Thank you for that. All right. Now, I haven't asked Charlie this question, but I'm going to ask Charlie, is there an Australian song or an Australian band that, that you like music from? Yeah, um, Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil. And is it one of theirs that you like? We come from the damn land down under. Oh, isn't that isn't that uh, men at work? Is it? Yeah, men at work. We come from land down under. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. We might even play. We'll play one of each. We'll land down under, which I think's men at work, and and then we'll find something else from midnight oil for you. Out at Cape Levitt. Yeah, I'm not Cape Levitt. Out at um, Horizontal Falls, the the floating hotel has a helipad as well, so you can do heli flights over the whole area there, right? Yeah. And you can swim with the sharks. They have a cage there, and the 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 accommodation included meal that night, which was barramundi, uh, fresh barramundi. One that the shaft didn't get. So it is an amazing place. And oh. Of course, Cape Levitt with the cliffs and the sandstone slowly decaying. Into I, the I don't think I've seen a prettier place on earth than Cape Levitt. Sl- the, the, the sandstone decays and goes down, and the water is sort of orange, then amber, then turquoise, and clear. It's perfect. A- amazing it's part of just Australia. just the most, yeah, and beautifully described. All right, well, that's Charlie. I'm Scott. This show is called On The Road. And if you want more of On The Road, you just go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you can hear Charlie talk over and over again. You've just got to go onto the podcast, or you find us on Spotify, you'll find us on the vast satellite network, because we go nationally. And in the meantime, let's just play one of those songs for Charlie now. All right. Travelling in a freighter combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder You better run, you better take cover I said, do you speak my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. And he said, I come from a land down under. Read us low and mention
is Charlie. Isn't Charlie just terrific? And thanks for, the, for requesting many work. That's just a beaut song. Now, while we're in Miles Shores, then I caught up with Phil. Phil's the assistant manager and, oh, the song he picked. You're going to love his song. It's Kaysan. You're just going to sing along with that all the way. So you ready for Phil? Here we go. Uh, good day. It's Scott again. We are on the road. I'll tell you where we're on the road now. I'm with Phil. And Phil's the assistant manager at the NRMA Mile Shores Park. Now, you heard me talking to Charlie about this place. It is fabulous. So right outside, you can probably hear it right now. You can hear there's a, a jet ski going by, and if you've got a boat, then you bring your boat up. And if the kids like nice, safe water, then the, well, the water's just beautiful, isn't it, Phil? Absolutely, mate. It's a brackish water. It's got a bit of salt water in it, but uh, mainly fresh water up the other end. Um, but it's always pretty good. The temperature's always really nice. It's never cold or it's never hot, so it's always refreshing when you get in. Oh, now that's good. Now, speaking of refreshing, you've also got a swimming pool at the park. Yeah, we do. We've got a, a good-sized resort-style fish, um, uh, swimming pool up at the park, uh, up near the office, where you can grab a beer and a, and, a, and a feed and sit down and relax around the pool and have a good old time up there. And if somebody wants a real get-away-from-it-all place, this is the one that we can get away from it all because where we are, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no mobile reception. It's just get away from it. But if you need to, if you need to get back in touch with the office or the family, you can go up to the up near your area and then get Wi-Fi and, and phone reception. Is that right? That's correct. The best part about the park is there is no Wi-Fi. And it's great <laughs> for if you're stuck behind Wi-Fi and computers um, all of your time and you need a good relaxing time you go up here and you have no Wi-Fi in the park but as you say mate if, uh, if you do need to someone needs to give us a call on the office and we can get a message down to you and there is a little bit of Wi-Fi up there that you can use it as well and then and the again, other thing you can have a beer while you do that or a coffee or whatever or a feed and while you're playing on your Wi-Fi and they tell me the pizzas up there are terrific Pizzas are to die for. Uh, good, a good enough, a good enough order will even do deliveries for you. Oh you dear goodness me! Now, as far as the kids go, it just seems very kid friendly. But apart from the kids, the, the kids are loving seeing kangaroos, real kangaroos in the wild. We've got kangaroos getting right through the park. You'll often see mum and, and the little ones um, hopping around everywhere. They're free to roam here, um, and yeah, you'll see that. You'll see a few goannas getting around. Uh, a bit of wildlife. We've actually got a couple of young owl, owls up in the office at the moment. Where um, they've fallen out of the nest, and we're looking after those to set them free in the next week or so. An owl. Two owls. Two two, two baby owls. Owls, yeah. Isn't that fabulous? 
So when people come here, it's just an escapery because where we're parked right now is we're backing onto the lake. So you get a beautiful waterside vista and you wake up to sunrise, you've got sunsets across the water. It's just yep. magic. Yeah, well, three quarters of the park is on a water frontage from front door, basically, to the back door is water frontage on, on three quarters of the side of the park. And if they don't have a caravan and they've got a tent, you tell us about your tent areas. Yeah, we've got tent areas, we've got villas, we've got spa rooms or, or two-bedroom two spa rooms where you'll have, um, you know, the two bedrooms with both with en suites in the one in the one villa uh, with a big spa in there. Or if you want to, if bring your tent, we've got unpowered sites as well, good size, generous size powered sites where. Um, plenty of room to move and sit down and relax that's the joy and the other thing is the facilities the actual amenities block is just as clean as yeah well we've got a full-time a full-time amenity cleaner here she's out there and she's very very fussy uh, with what she does loves the job and it's very hard to find somebody like that that, that is proud and happy to, to clean an amenity block so yeah pebbles does a fantastic job so if you're using uh, sydney as the benchmark mm-hmm. what's the time frame to get from sydney to here uh, what have you got? An hour and a half to Sydney to Newcastle, and then it's probably another hour and a bit from Newcastle to here. There you go. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, say three hours in your beach. Yeah, three, three and a half hours. It's lovely. But a beautiful spot. Phil, you've done a great job. Thanks Thank for looking after everybody the way you've done. Thank you. Brilliant. We're coming back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Now, give me a song. You wanted a song. Which song do you want? Oh, KCN. KCN, yeah. Jimmy Vards. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, Jimmy Vards, KCN. I'll send this on right now. So you enjoy the show. And if you want more, you just go on onroadmedia.com.au. I'm Scott Gibbons. Oh, it's fabulous being on the road with you. Mile Shores. It's a Nanorama Park. You will love it. Cigarettes to the black market man. I had the Vietnam cold turkey from the ocean to the silver city, and it's only other vets could understand. About the long forgotten dark side guarantees, how there were no V Day heroes in 1973, how we said in a Sydney harbor. And the legal pants were your hours long pay packets 
Okay, son, I bet you all sang along to that. I bet you all... I know I did. I did. Now, people have been saying, how do we find out more about the show? Well, you can go onto Spotify. You just go onto On The Road Media on Spotify and you'll find us there as well as ontheroadmedia.com.au and then you'll find all of our podcasts and there's 70-odd podcasts there. Now, we did ask you a question last week and the week before about what sort of things you wanted in a caravan park because I've got a friend who wants to build one and the major thing that's been coming through is drive-through sites. So is there anything else that you think really, you know, you shouldn't add? I mean, apart from you know the, the jumping things and, and clean facilities and all of that, is there something else that you say, yeah, if we're going to start from scratch, let's do it? Because drive-through sites seems to be the big thing that's coming through. Buying Aussie, you got to buy Aussie. Oh, you got to buy Aussie. Now, I heard a whisper today, I heard a whisper that somebody's discovered that one of the major tomato sauce companies uh, is not using Australian product anymore so they've changed the label it was a hundred percent australian tomatoes on the front label and now it says made in australia but made in australia from basically imported ingredients is the story i'm getting so keep an eye on the labels when you have a look i think rosella is aussie 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 i think rosella's aussie so that's good how long is your caravan how long is your caravan. That's a good thing to know because a lot of people say, because there's several different ways that you might uh, work out the length or the length of your caravan or your camper trailer. And uh, let's go caravan and camping.com.au. They did a bit thing on this. So they've said that there's, uh, there's different ways of measuring. Some people use body length, which is the caravan size is often discussed in relation to the length of the body. For example, a reference to say a 19 foot caravan will typically mean that the body length is 19 foot, which is 5.8 metres, excluding the drawbar and excluding the rear bumper. So there there may be a couple of variations on that length. The internal dimensions of the living space or the external body dimensions uh, might vary. So the body length is a useful reference point when considering the living space available in the caravan camper trailer. And it commonly comes up in model designations and in sales conversations and it's useful for visualising a product or comparing different products. So the overall length of a caravan camper is the total length from the front of the, this is the overall length. So the front of your coupling to the rear of any equipment mounted at the rear of your caravan. So you might have bumper bars, you might have spare wheels, you might have push bikes, that sort of thing. So it's a critical dimension when you're trying to work out how much space you need. And it's important to be aware the drawbars, this is important, drawbars come in different lengths and bumper bars might protrude by more on a different model than on others. So because you might be carrying different equipment and, and whatnot. So the overall length, it's a critical dimension when considering things such as your storage of your caravan camper trailer. Your storage by how much space it's going to take up in your driveway or in your carport or whatever it be. For example, you might want to be sure that there's sufficient room <laughs> in your driveway or your garage or your carport or wherever other space you're going to put it. And, and that's important. Now, height is also important to work out as well because it's not just the height that you see from standing there. You do have a couple of bubbles on top. You might have some, some skylights. You might have an air conditioning unit. So you've got to work out the height of that. But the overall length of your vehicle, this is the overall vehicle, that's a critical dimension in determining the length of your towing combination because the overall length from the front of your tow vehicle to the rear of your caravan or camper trailer, it's necessary for if your travels involve a ferry or a 
or a vehicle combination length that's requested with your booking, then the overall length of your combination, that's important. That's important. So just allow for that. Allow for that. So off-road, we were talking about water earlier, weren't we? And I mentioned about off-road systems. Oh, by golly. If you want something really good, what off-road systems have, and they say you've got water, water all around, so you've got to have a drink, but you might just need to fill your radiator or wash your face or wash your hands or have a drink or whatever it be. But what happens when there's no water? So there's thousands of ways to store water. You can have jerry cans and pipes and plastic tanks and bladders. But as they say, they all have their problems because in 40 degree heat, no one wants to really drink hot water that tastes like plastic. And that's why off-road systems developed a stainless steel range of water tanks and they're designed to tuck in behind your vehicle's rear seat. And that's a space that notoriously is, is tricky to pack anything into. So they've designed their water tanks to go in there and they filled that gap, which is normally wasted. So if you really want something good, now the steel they use is food grade stainless steel, food grade stainless steel. What that means is it won't affect the taste of the water regardless for how long it's kept in the tank. That's good to know. So how do you find them? Now they ship all the way around Australia. You tell them what you want, how you want to do it. They actually make them. They create them here in Australia. So you give them a call at 2 4647 That's off roadsystems.com.au. I'll bring in people. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. They are fabulous. Now, speaking of fabulous, we said it's Valentine's weekend. You can't have Valentine's weekend without a loving song. And I reckon the best loving song at the moment has got to be All My Loving with Johnny Young. You ready? <laughs> Johnny Young. Oh, if you ever watch Young Talent Time, this was his song. Oh, you're going to love it. All My Loving, Johnny Young. Here we go. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This is On The Road. Don't forget, you can find us on Spotify. You just go On The Road Media on Spotify. And that's Fabulous, so you can go 75 odd shows. I think it is 73, 74, 75, something like that. Here we go. All my love and Johnny Young. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow. I'll miss you. Remember.
your eyes and I'll kiss you. Because you know tomorrow I'll be missing you. And I know there's one thing that you can be sure of. I'll never ever be untrue. And don't you know, darling, that even when I'm far, far away, I'll be riding home to you every day. And I'll be sending all of my loving to only you. Oh, Johnny Young, Johnny Young. Oh, isn't that lovely? Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's weekend anyway. So we're always talking about tyres. I popped out and I saw Chris and, and he's at Tyre Power at Rosary. Because he's going to tell us some great things about tyres. And after you have Chris, I think we might just make the last song of the, the show. So here we go. Oh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. And I tell you, if you hear some noise, that'll prove that we really are on the road. And I'm with Chris Toffolakis, and we're here at Tyre Power at Rosebury. Now, Chris, tell us, you get so many vehicles in here. This is a beautiful workshop. It's the cleanest tyre shop I think I've ever seen. I like to keep it that way, Scott. You do? You do? So tell us, what should people be aware of with tyres? Firstly, they're wear, checking them out every three to six months. Tire pressures are extremely important, especially if you're carrying load, towing a caravan. Um, yeah, and rotating and balancing twice a year, bare minimum. And your wheel alignment, check that out once a year. Now, the other thing with wheel alignment, with the four-wheel drives, you do a front and rear Correct. alignment. Most vehicles so what's now, the benefit there? Yeah, most vehicles have a front and rear alignment, so they we adjust them from the rear first and then do the fronts. That keeps them running true and the thrust line dead straight. That's excellent. All right, now when you say people should do that twice a year, why is that? Because there's a lot of potholes, bumps in the road, tyres wear out, suspension wears out. So keeping, uh, keeping your tyres running true gives them maximum mileage too. All right, now as far as looking after their tyres, what should they do? How often should you check your pressures? Check your pressures once, once every three months, minimum. Minimum? Yep, pop in a fuel, you know, when you're popping, popping up your fuel, Check your, check your tyres as well. Yeah. Or you can pop in and see us and we'll do it for you. <laughs> Tire power at Rosebrook. That's the one. Gee, that's going to keep you busy. <laughs> that's going to keep you... Happy to help. You're going to be under the pump. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so tell us, what, what's the sort of things that people should look for when they're getting new tyres? So a lot of people are going out and they just look at price and so they might be getting maybe Chinese stuff that isn't... Yeah, we don't dangerous. recommend? Dangerous. dangerous yeah. All right. What customers need to look out for is we, we, we suit the tyre to the budget. We ask the customer what their driving needs are, where they're going, how much load they're carrying, and then we give them a, a, a tyre specifically to suit their purpose. We're not here to sell any brand and make maximum profit. It doesn't... It doesn't when, the, when the customer's happy, they come back. So well, give I'm, them what they need. I've just noticed I've been in your showroom for a little while now and I've just noticed people coming in and you know most of them by name. They seem to be repeat type people. Oh, I've been here 20 years, so a lot of them just pop in for a hello or a cup of coffee. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Means I have to work less. <laughs> Get the boys to do the rest. <laughs> so, okay, they're looking at tyres. Do they buy 
one? Do they buy three? Do they buy four? Do they five? What's, what's the recommendation when they're changing tyres? Only what they need. Generally, you know, two tyres or four. We always check spare. We just always do what the customer needs. Never more, never less. All right. And I've noticed some of the vehicles, when you're doing a, a tyre change on them, they then go for a test drive. Why is that? Yeah, we always check that the steering wheel is running true and there's no problems, knocks or rattles from the steering suspension. Little problems that we can catch before the customer takes the car away. Make sure they're safe. That's good. Mm. That's good. Yeah, no vibrations and the tire pressures are right. The car's not pulling left or right. We, we have a very tuned ear and we, we know what to look for and how to look for it. And so you we do always mechanical as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a one-stop shop. Tyres, mechanical repairs, diagnostics. We do everything. Service and um, even new car warranty. We can service your vehicle here. Wow. Mm. And four-wheel drives? Oh, yeah. We do lots of them. Lots. Lots. Of, lots. lots of four-wheel drives. <laughs> That's terrific. Mm -hmm. Well, tell everybody your phone number. Put an O2 up front because oh, we, we go national. Yeah. 02-9690-0177. You'll find us here at Roseberry, New South Wales. You That's need something, the come city, and see me. Yeah, five minutes from town. Yeah, five minutes from the big smoke. So, yeah, yeah Christopher Larkins. So there you go. So if you want some tyres, you come and see Chris and he'll get that sorted for you straight away. Tyre power at Rosebury. ABC tyre power. ABC tyre power and mechanical. Let's not forget the mechanical <laughs> to help out our customers. Thanks, <laughs> buddy. You're terrific, Chris. Thanks. You're welcome. Alrighty, so if you want to hear that all again, if you want to get Chris's name again, Chris's number again, you just go back onto the podcast and you can do that by going onto ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. You go to the podcast and this is Scott Gibbons. Hey, we're back on the road again. Oh yeah, Chris, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. I think we've run out of time. I think we've run out of time. I'm going to see if we can sneak a quick song in because it's Valentine's Day. It's called She's So Fine by the Easy Beats. I hope you enjoy that. And if I have to cut it off a little bit early, I hope you understand. But here we go. The Easy Beats, She's So Fine. And I'll see you next week. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. And you can find us anytime on theroadmedia.com.au. And there's a whole bunch of podcasts on there, but I'll see you next week. Good on you. Bye.